The prince was going mad. The king and queen knew there was only one thing they could do to help him. Summon the sorceress. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, a certified life coach who helps teens build self-confidence, develop social skills, and achieve their goals, or what I call becoming the hero of their own story. Hey, everybody. Have you heard the news? My app is now available to the public. Yes, to you. You can go sign up for it right now. In fact, right now I'm doing a 25% off special at launch. So go to sidekicktohero.com and you have to do this on a desktop. Right now it doesn't work on mobile because I'm. it's called an app, but it's a web-based app. I knew not every teen had a smartphone, so I, I didn't want to start the development on the smartphone side. We started on the Chromebook, desktop, laptop, browser side. So you can only sign up for it on a computer or a desktop by going to sidekicktohero.com and starting your two-week free trial. So yeah, you get 25% off and you get a two-week free trial to see if you're even going to like it. Because I know sometimes teens are like, well, let me investigate this thing. So I want you guys to investigate and see if you're going to like it. I think you're going to love it, especially if you're a teen who is sick of feeling like the sidekick in your own story and you want to be a little bit more heroic, do a little bit more, accomplish more, feel better and feel happier. Everything that I go into in this podcast, I go in deeper in the app. We do weekly live streams. There are arenas that you can play through with a bunch of mini lessons and videos and challenges to complete in real life. And there's even this podcast is in there. You can actually just start listening to the podcast in the app and receive experience points and coins to level up your own customizable avatar. Plus I give away prizes every month, like real prizes. So Go to sidekicktohero.com right now to get 25% off the annual membership. I can't wait to see you in there. And now episode 118, Order Out of Chaos with ADD coach Leslie Josell. The sorceress entered the castle hall with staff in hand. The king and queen were eager to greet her. Her fame had spread across the realms as someone who could solve the seemingly unsolvable. Our son, Prince Eli, the king started. He's capable of so much. The queen interjected. We love him dearly. It's just something has come over him. We only saw glimpses of it when he was young, but now that he's older, it's all-consuming. The king's voice turned worrisome. We don't know if it's a demon or or a curse. The sorceress's eyes glowed bright in the darkness of her hooded cloak. Neither, your majesty. They led the sorceress down a spiral stone staircase of the prince's room. Loud bangs and crashes sounded from his chamber. 
The giant wooden doors seem to be the only thing keeping in the mayhem. The sorceress put her hand on the latch, and the king and queen stepped back. She pulled open the door and revealed utter chaos. Prince Eli was surrounded by a dark cloud with purple electricity brewing like a storm. Occasionally, a lightning bolt shot out and struck something in the room, wreaking havoc. The room was littered with rudimentary devices or amulets brought in by the royal physician to try to eliminate what ailed Prince Eli. The fact that most of them lay broken on the floor was a sign of their uselessness. The prince, tormented by the power flowing through him, turned to the sorceress. His eyes were half-defensive and half-pleading for help. The sorceress stepped into his room and raised her staff. She swirled it around in a single circle, and all of the useless tools and devices were magically swept up and disappeared in a cloud of smoke. This earned the prince's attention. Through the electric cloud surrounding him, he gently uttered, What's wrong with me? The sorceress stood tall and removed her hood, revealing her short, spunky brown hair. Nothing is wrong with you, my prince. This chaos isn't a curse. You have great power. It doesn't need to be eliminated. It needs to be channeled into order. She brought her staff down to the ground and a white light illuminated the room. All right, that story is actually based on a real life person. I didn't I didn't think you uh you probably knew that, did you? It's based off of uh my guest with me today, Leslie Josel. Leslie, welcome to my show. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I love anything that talks great to kids. So Feel honored and blessed that you chose me to be here today. So thank you. Of course. You. Well, and we're honored to have you. So Leslie, uh, uh, tell us about the work you do. Uh, she's the the sorceress in the story, FYI. If you didn't, I got that. Yeah, I thought nice. I know. I was like, what's a nice name? Like, I'm like, not a witch. I know Harry Potter is like wizard witch, and I'm like, no, right. I'm not color a witch. And I'm like, sorceress. That's powerful. I like that. Yeah. You could have called me a witch. It would not have been the first time either. <laughs> Leslie, what do you do? What don't I do? Um, so uh, like this is what I like to tell people. Reader's Digest version. And for you kids, Reader's Digest is a magazine that's tiny. So that means it's short. I started my company, and I like to tell this, particularly to kids. I started my company almost 20 years ago. That's crazy. And what you have to remember, I know, right? Are you even, some of you aren't even that old. (laughs) What you have to remember back back then was there was, the internet wasn't even a thing. If you really think about it, the internet was barely even happening, but there were no podcasts and, you know, information at our fingertips to kind of Google or search for things to help us. Like we really were doing things old school. It was a stone age. It was the stone age, right? I always say that, like there weren't websites and podcasts and conferences and all of that stuff and digital information online. It wasn't. So I started my company when my son was diagnosed with ADHD and executive dysfunction and a whole host of learning issues. And back then I went door to door, house to house, specifically working with families, with children who had these challenges. 
We're going to fast forward 20 years, and we are now this ginormous global online-only company, and we do work predominantly with your parents to help them understand how to help you. So we offer like classes and workshops and coaching and products, all these things. Not that you guys can't come and be part of it, but we find that you guys get it. It's your parents that need a little bit of help. They need the help, yeah. (laughs) So we tend to offer a ton of help for parents so that they can help, help you guys. We do do a lot of coaching though for kids. That we do do. Students do do. We do a you lot said, of do. You said dude, you said it. <laughs> uh, I always laugh. Yeah. My wife knows that when she says that, I'm going to giggle. Well, um, yeah. So that's what we do. And I also write books. I write magazine columns. I speak all over the world. I do speak to students a lot. I kind of do a lot of campus talks. So like I've been to almost like every college in the country. Um, wow. Yeah. I work in the schools, all sorts of, you know, there's a lot of people behind me that help me, but I, you know, we do a lot here. That is so cool. Okay. So what would you say? Let's, let's start here. What okay. is the number one misconception that teens who have ADHD or ADHD um, have about having ADHD, like, you know, from the teen's perspective? From there, so it's what they feel, not somebody's telling them. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe it comes from what other people well, have told. Well, I them. feel so. Two things. Um, actually, I'm gonna always two, but I'm gonna go to one. Um, that you're lazy. Mm. I this is my thing, and I say this because I coach kids. I always say if I'm gonna do a TED talk one day, it's on my list, it will be on the perception of laziness. Because here's what you guys tell me. You come all the time and say, my parents think I'm lazy. My teachers think I'm lazy. My coaches, whoever's doing anything with you. And my answer to you is you go back to whomever told you that and you tell them you're not lazy. You just have a hard time sustaining or effort or activating. And they're like, I like that. And I'm like, because I do not believe in laziness. You are not lazy. You're not stupid. I hate that word, but I hear it, right? You're not Dom, you're not insignificant. You just have a really hard time as part of the ADHD or executive functioning makeup, either activating or sustaining that activation. So what some perceive as laziness, I don't. There's no such thing as laziness. No such. I like that. No such thing as lazy. Yeah. What is? What even is laziness anyway? There's no such thing because even, I always say, even the act of saying to ourselves, I'm going to do nothing is still an act of doing something. Doing nothing is still doing something, right? This, this is how I this is how, this my is mind. how I chat about it. You're making a decision. You're saying to yourself, I need to not do something right now for whatever the reason is. That's another whole podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> but deep down, if you are choosing it because you need a break, you need a brain break, you need to rejuvenate or replenish or you don't understand what it is you're being asked to do, or you're overwhelmed by too much information. I could keep going, but I don't want to waste our podcast, but these are all the things you do. Choosing to do nothing at that moment is actually choosing something. Oh, that, that's a little bit more empowering, isn't it? So empowering. <laughs> yeah. I wanna, and there's no, and so I just start the conversation with, so in my world, 
there are certain four letter words that when you're on my screen, you can say, I know we're not going to say them here, but you can say them in my world. You cannot use the four letter word lazy. You cannot use the four letter word dumb. Nice. You can use others. Yeah, yeah. Other ones are fine, but not those ones. Not those ones. Those yeah. are bad. Those are bad words in order out of chaos. We do not tolerate words mm -hmm. like lazy and dumb and stupid because they're not true. There like is the self-judgment words. All like judgment. Yeah. So, so I'm yeah. I was gonna say you said something that was uh staying activated. Tell me more about, about that. So we we tend to we tend to focus on the getting started on the getting, the initiating. And we do know that. We know that, right? We know that the getting started is the hardest. Like I see it all the time that with my kids who say like, oh, once I got started, I was able, you know. It was right? easy. Yeah, once you get easy. started, yeah. <laughs> right, easy. Easy is a word we like. Remember, yeah. another four-letter word. But not always. Sometimes we cannot, I always say, if we don't see them. So here's another word I love. And we're all about four-letter words because they're pithy. Yes. There's something called the power of done. And I know all of you out there need to see the end to be able to start and stay the course. And I call it the power of done because it doesn't mean you're done. It means how much longer do I have? Can I see time? Can I see the end of whatever it is? So that's why, like, when, when we teach kids, particularly you guys who have a hard time, let's say, sustaining that effort, we are always about time over task. We are never task over time. More four-letter words. I don't know what's going on today. Here's our thing. Right, they're the best. Right, because if you think about it, and I know you're thinking about it, when someone says to you, hey, just go upstairs and finish your math before dinner, well, what does that mean? How long does that take? Where am I in that cycle? There's too much unknown there. I don't see the end. I don't see the end of that road. But if I give you a 20 minute block and say, okay, 20 minutes, and then you're done. Now you're not done, done, maybe, but you're done for that 20 minute block. It's much, you're much more able to activate and stay the course because you can, what we say is you can pause, picture, picture the end, and then pace yourself to get there. Triple P. Pause, picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said the, the triple P. A triple P. You notice we did, listen, I talk to students all day long. I better be pithy. I better be funny. And I better have things that are easily remembered. Easy to remember, exactly. You to remember, pause, picture, pace. Picture, pace. Mm, I like that. Makes like sense? That. So that's what I mean by being able to stay the course. Can you see the end so that you can move yourself through what you need to move yourself through? If you don't, there's too much. I don't know how long. Where am I? How long is it going to take? How much? How much time? What does the end look like? And that bogs the head down and keeps you either inactive or or makes you stop. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Write that down, guys. Write that down. Um, okay, I want to ask a question about a topic that maybe people are like, "Oh, it's a, it's a hot button topic." medication when it comes to ADHD. Uh, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. Leslie's not a doctor. Uh, this is just our experience. Uh, I'm asking for her experience, having worked for over 20 years and having had a child with ADHD. Medication, where does that fit in? Okay. What is your take? 
Here's my take. And I, I have to say exactly what you just said. I am not a doctor. I do not diagnose. Um, so I'm very careful when I talk about meds. So I am putting this out there as it's anecdotal. That's how I say it. Perfect. I talk about my own experience as a parent. And I also talk about my experience as a professional and what I see. So I believe in meds. I have no problem saying that. I've been quoted on that. I have no problem being meds. Like I feel that if you get on the right medication, it is life-changing. It is. But I also believe in what I call the third, the third, and the third. Okay. I know. He's like, you got all these things. These are all shirts, right? That's what I'm picturing. These are all shirts. <laughs> no, they're all. I believe in meds as a third. No. I believe in like systems and structures and, and or all that stuff that I believe in that, like figuring out, like, what do I need to stay, you know, time managed? What do I need to stay, you know, to get to study, like systems and structures that help me move through my day. So I'm successful. However, that looks for you, whether it's paper, whether it's an app, whether it's sticky notes all over you, I could give it, you know what, as long as you find what works for you, systems and structures is two. And the third one is mind-body connection. And I don't feel we talk about that enough. And yet it is, when it is done correctly, it is masterful. And what I mean by mind-body is, are you exercising? Are you sleeping? Are you eating the right foods? Are you practicing any kind of, even if it's two minutes on, your, you know, some mindfulness, some calming, are you lighting a candle? I you know, that helps you activate. What are you doing in your environment? that is helping keep your brain alive and active and soothed. Mm. So I believe in those together. Medication is not the magic elixir. I have many parents, and I'm curious if your kids out there go, my kid took a pill. I thought they'd be time managed today. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. And you need to know it doesn't work that way. What medication allows, I feel, remember, anecdotal, and I saw this in my own kid, it allows you to be available. I think that's the best word. It allows you to be available to learn what it is you need to learn or figure out to be successful. So it's not that you're going to wake up time managed, but it's going to allow you some breathing room to focus on what might work for you to be time managed. Does that make sense? No, it makes complete sense. I think some people- so The word available like is a really good word. Like yeah. I, I'm all like, and I saw that in my own son, my son, all of a sudden, like, you know, the cars stopped racing in his head. Like he was able to like, you know, eliminate some of the internal distractibility so that he could actually go, okay, what is it that I need to use? That's going to help me organize or study or be time managed. Whereas without the medication, it it was he, he he would say, I hear noises in my head all day. Not noises like I'm schizophrenic, noises like a lot of distractibility. Yeah. And I'm, I, I hear it from you all also. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that makes complete sense. I think some people when they're like, okay, medication, that that's it. That's that's the two-thirds, maybe, or maybe the even the right. three-thirds, you know, and then and then maybe some uh, of that that second piece that you talked about, the structure, the organization, and all that. And then we'll do that. That's like ten percent, but ninety percent medication needs to needs to fix it all and all that. And okay, I, I like that. The the one third, one third. If if you still happen to choose it, sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
but it can't just be on its own and it and it has to work for you. I feel like it's a very, very personal um, decision. Um, but as 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 a parent and a professional, I believe in it because I've seen it. I've seen it be life changing. That's that's I don't know how, how, what else to say. I've been in this field for 20 years. Do the math. Yeah. Thousands of kids have crossed my my path. And if it works, it it's really incredible. It's like I, I will go on record and say when it is when it works, it is life changing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about something you said in, in the bio that you sent me that I based uh, your story on at the beginning of the podcast. You said that you came in uh, or like you come in when you work with people and, and you take the structures or the things that they're they're doing that's not working. And you're like, let's let's toss that out. And I, I remember you mentioned something. You're like, no, that's got to go. That's pointless. That's not helping. You know, let's bring in yeah. some stuff that's actually going to help. And so I, I worked that into the story where you know, the sorceress comes in and is like, look, look at all these broken things that, you know, isn't working right for the prince here. Let's get rid of that. Let's actually, I'm going to bring in some stuff that's going to work. So I kind of want to ask what is an example of something that might not be working for one of our listeners um or their parents so i mean there's a so i'm all about like out of the box so you have to remember i've been at this for 20 years maybe now it wouldn't be considered revolutionary but 20 years ago some of the things that i came up with were considered like wow never in a million years would i've ever thought of something like that so here's something that i don't think it matters if you're 8 or 18 right doesn't matter to me what i notice a lot through the kids that i work with is that they if you don't not again nothing's an absolute we have to say that not everybody shows up with the same thing not everybody's a one size fits all right i think we all just put that disclaimer out so i don't get the that doesn't work for me it might not work for you it's okay this isn't for everybody but what I've seen along the years is that if you don't, if most of my kids would say, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Barrier to entry, what I call them, right? What's your barrier to entry? For some of you, this is as pedestrian as it gets, a closet door is a barrier to entry. If I have a closet door, I'm not seeing what's on the other side. I'm not remembering it's there. I'm not putting things away. It's too many steps. So you know what I, so when I very first started my business and I'd walk into a house and I'd walk into a kid's room, I looked at the parents and said, why do you have a closet door? Like, is there, did you find a, did you find a rule that I don't know about? Like, and they were like, I can take it off. I'm like, get rid of the door, get rid of the door. And if you want to put like a curtain so that, you know, maybe you have company one night and you want to close it, I get it. But not only that, Paint the inside of the closet the same as the walls in the room. So everything is contiguous. There's no like, right? Like the brain just sees it all as a continuous line. It's the same thing with a dresser. Dressers are a barrier to entry. They're old. They don't, they're filled. How about just clear bins on a wall that says, you know, pants, t-shirts, whatever it is. So there's only one step to putting things away and grabbing something. It's those types of things that I've noticed over the years that have now I'm not saying your child isn't going to graduate to a dresser. My son is 25. He has a dresser. He has a closet door. But what I noticed is as uh, as when he was younger, these types of things helped him feel successful. It gave him ownership. It gave him autonomy. It didn't make him feel bad about himself. He was independent. Right. He was eight years old and he could go upstairs 
and he could put laundry away because all he had to do was take a T-shirt and drop it in a bin, right? There was no barrier to entry. There weren't multiple steps involved, right? So it's those types of things that I would notice about clients and say, why is something too high? Height is a barrier to entry. Why do you have a checklist? Checklists don't work because your child's brain, right, has to figure out what do I have to do? So make it directions or even better, take a photo, have your somebody in your house take a photo of you doing whatever it is you need to do, whether it's putting your Legos away or books on the shelf, Legos in the bin, clothes in the hamper, but showing so that your brain has less to figure out. And I feel like that's the theme for a lot of you. It's if I have to figure something out, the likelihood of me having to do it is that. Yeah, decreases. So like rather than a checklist with a bunch of like sentences or tasks, it's just like, boom, like uh, this is, I'm thinking right. my kids' checklist, toothbrush, right? Oh, I got to brush my teeth. You know, it's like, uh, like, no. No, I want, I want like for a checklist, but I, I don't want a checklist. I want direction. So I want books 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 back on shelf legos in blue bin mm, clothing okay. in the hamper you notice what i'm doing there is a checklist normally says like clean up your room clothes books but you're not giving me what it is i actually need to do how do i do this yeah. you know we're really good at asking you all what do you have to do and in my world that's you just reciting a glorified to-do list. The better question that not only should your parents or caregivers be asking you or your teachers, and you should be asking yourself is, do I understand what is being asked of me? It's a very different question because if you tell me, do I under- do you know what you have to do? Yes, I have to clean up my room. Okay, but do you understand how? Very different. So we want to support you at what I call point of performance, right where you're about to do it. So I either want it as directions, or if you're little, little, like an eight-year-old, I want a picture of that eight-year-old doing the book. (laughs) Or putting the toothpaste on, or I want a picture in a bathroom of 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 you putting toothpaste on the toothbrush, washing your face, so you mirroring what you're seeing. Right. What, what would that look like for middle school, high school student uh, when it's like, get your homework done? That seems to be the the, the broad thing. Oh, just go get your homework done. Right. What would be the breakdown there? So my, what I love to do for kids, particularly you. So, again, I don't know all of you. I only have the students that I've worked with over the years as well as my own kid. There are those of you that like walk in the door the minute you come home and you have what I call attention residue. Like you're in school mode and you're like, I want to get my homework done now. Rare, but there's a few of you. It happens, yeah. There's a few. And then there's those that literally get into the backseat of a car. Somebody maybe picks you up and you don't even want them to say hello to you. Like everything just feels wrong. The dog is too loud. Your sister's too much. The snack was wrong, right? Mm. You need to shed the day. That's what I call it. You got to shed the day. Like leave me the you know what alone. I get it. Trust me. I get it. I shed the day, right? So what I ask a lot of you to do, one of my favorite tips in the world is I want you to set yourself up for homework when you get home, but I don't want you to do it. 
What we want to do is separate the setup from the task. Because again, it's that starting. It's insurmountable. It's like, right? Oh my God, my brain just can't get there yet. So here's what I do. Just set it up. Take your binder out. Maybe have a textbook. Pop your popcorn. I have a kid that can only eat popcorn when he works. That's just his thing. Get your playlist ready to go. I love a good playlist. Get it set up. And now walk away. Go decompress. Do whatever it is you like to do, whether it's, you know, I don't know, whatever. What now happens when it's time to go to homework, you all tell me it works, is you now, that bridge has been built. There's a visual cue. It allows you to get in. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not starting. You're like, it's going. Let's pretend it's me. Let's come over here. We're waiting for you. Right? It's there for you. So that procrastination where, oh, my God, I have to get to zero to 10. Now you only have to get to zero to one. It's a lot easier to get started because you've already separated the setup from the task. It is my absolute favorite like tip, and it's probably the one that my students tell me, even my college kids, meaning so we're talking like elementary up, they say it works because it's less taxing on the brain. Man, that's brilliant. Oh, like thank that. you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, wow, this is so much say it's really helpful. Really, really helpful. Well, it sounds like it would be. I'm, I'm going to start. But they slide that. right in. You yeah. need to slide right in. Yeah. Um, there's been so much good stuff you talked about. Let's, let's end with any last thing that you think would be valuable to any people out there who are, feel like the prince in the story, man, I'm just, there's so much going on. I have all this stuff. I don't know how to be successful. Like what, what's, oh. what's the last thing you want to tell them? Can I be like a, can I wear my parenting hat and my professional hat? Yes. Yeah, some parents do listen to the podcast as well. So no, no, no. I'm talking to the kids, but I'm going to put on my professional hat. Oh, oh yes. That is also I'm allowable. Talking. Yes. Okay. Because I wear a lot, you know, I wear a lot of hats. I wear, I wear, you know, some, my own children will tell you they think I'm 18 and a 50 year old body. Cause I am so in a kid's world. Right. But I'm also a parent and I'm also a professional. So Here's what I will tell you. And I know as a parent that if either one of my kids were struggling with anything, I would want them to come and tell me. I, 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 there is, I don't want to say this like that. I'm, I'm not understanding. I, I feel like you are living in a world right now that understands so much more about what you're feeling and how to help you than 20 years ago. There is, there is support. There is this fantastic guy's podcast. There are accommodations. There are books. There's like videos. There's YouTube, my God. So not, I don't want you to feel that this is insurmountable. Um, you would be amazed at how many of you are out there. And But I don't want you to be afraid to talk to your parents or your caregivers. Share with them how you were feeling. Ask for help and support. I know as a parent, I would never want to see my child struggle. I like that. Ask I feel, for help. Ask get, for help. There's nothing help. wrong with help. And that's the other thing. There's nothing wrong with it, right? I, I always say to the students that I coach, I cannot exercise 
can't, can't get out of the house unless someone physically comes to my house and puts me in a car and takes me to a class. Against your will, right? Against my will. I can't. I just don't have it. I need an exercise coach. I am totally, totally horrible at it. There's no, like, I don't understand why we feel or you feel that you have to be good at everything. If something wow. is tough for you, you're not the only one, right? I, I, I can't do certain things. And this is the other thing. And this is, I am, I know you have parents. So I am going to say one thing to the parents. There's only one time in a kid's life in our, or in our lives where we are expected to be good at everything. And that's when your child is at school. I don't, as we get older, we are given the luxury of saying, I'm not good at that, or I'm going to outsource it to someone else, or that's not my wheelhouse. Why is it not okay for kids? Right? Yeah. Why is my kid expected to be amazing at art and science? Why is my kid supposed to be great at photography and woodshop? Why? Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Bonkers. So, had to say that. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying everything that you said. Leslie, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. The best. I love, love, love this podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Where can people find you if they want okay. more from you? Easy breezy. Go to, so the name of our company is Order Out of Chaos. I don't know if you can see that there. The website is orderoochaos.com. And from there, you can find Oh my God, everything, books, articles, columns, videos, social products, coaching, Facebook, like everything. Just go there. Just go there. Go there. <laughs> Orderoochaos.com. Yes. That is wonderful. Uh, go there. If go you, there. Yeah, go there now. Do it now. Uh, if you have ADD, ADHD, uh, you're a parent who has a kid who has that, if you know somebody, go there. You can tell just from this short conversation with Les with Leslie, she has a lot, a lot of tools and strategies and things to to help out. And it, again, it's been a privilege to have you here sharing some of that. Anytime. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Teens, do you want to be more confident? Do you want to be better at talking to others? Do you want to finally start working out or staying ahead of your schoolwork? then you've got to switch into hero mode. And the best way to do that is to join my brand new gamified mindset training program just for teens, Sidekick to Hero. It's like YouTube and video games had a baby, but that baby doesn't waste your time. It helps you become happier and more successful in your real life. Grab a parent and check it out at app.com. Sidekick2Hero.com.